Welcome to the Byesville Assembly of God podcast. We are a church of connection with God, with people, and our community. Join us each week for powerful messages from God's Word presented by our lead pastor, Dustin Dyke. And now, this week's message. About how we can come into the presence of the King and adore Him and give Him praise. And, you know, Second Opinions 12 verse 8 says that there is a mansion in heaven interlaid with snow for every person that goes to heaven. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I have Christmas lights in my house. I said that already. I'm excited about that. Now they're legal. Okay, so that's good. It's past Thanksgiving. Um, I love Christmas music, and we're going Christmas caroling. And even if you're not 50 plus, you need to come Um, because I'll be there. It's going to be a good time. Christmas, it's good. Going to Astoria Place, and uh, this time, hopefully, the piano leg doesn't fall out from underneath as I'm playing the piano there. It was really interesting. We went with the youth group to Astoria Place about three years ago, and they told me, yes, the piano's in good condition. I said, oh, good. That's awesome. I can't wait. So we get there, and we get to the piano, and we have our whole youth group there. Some of you might remember this. Uh, If you do, that's awesome, because it was a good time. I'm playing away on one of these Christmas songs for like five songs, and all of a sudden, the leg of the piano falls out as I'm playing, falls off, and at this point, there's one leg and the back of the piano still standing, and I'm thinking, am I going to have to hold this up? It actually stayed. It actually stayed up, um, so don't worry. If it falls out, it'll, it'll still stay standing, but so we're in the Christmas season, and one way that I enjoy being a bright light for Christ is, of course, through the Christmas lights that I put up. Some people, my wife might say, no, it's just because you love Christmas so much that you like Christmas lights, but listen to my reasoning. I like putting up Christmas lights because we as Christians should be the light of Christ in a dark world. And at Christmas time, that's my favorite, you know, my favorite time of year. And so I, I light up the house really bright to do it. Um, NASA called and they're wondering what's going on in Byesville. And um, I told them, don't worry, I just, I just plugged in my Christmas lights this year. Uh, but it's very good. So many people have their opinions of Christmas lights. That's fine. But that's the way I choose to glorify Jesus. And it's really interesting. As I plugged in my Christmas lights this year, front and center is the nativity display. Of course, because of the fact that we want to glorify Jesus. But it didn't light up this year. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, is, that a, is, is, is this something I need to be paying attention to? The light of Jesus didn't shine. No, it did shine because he reigns on his throne, and I just need to change out a fuse, and we're going to be good, all right? So it's a month-long birthday party for Christ, and I get excited about that. And, you know, there is some debate on whether Jesus was born on December 25th or not, and scholars bicker about this. But guess what? That doesn't really matter because we can celebrate a birthday on or around the time of somebody's birth. So uh, we're not going to spend much time on that. It's the heart behind worshiping and praising the name of Jesus. So the series is entitled Adore Him because we need to get back to putting a focus on the King of Kings all year round. I don't believe that it's a one day a year thing or a one month a year type thing that we should be giving honor to Jesus. It's every day, every day that we should be doing this. We should adore Jesus every day and truly get back to the heart of worship and praise and reflection and Bible study that will truly help us to grow in our walk with God. So let's begin in Luke chapter 1 verse 26. This sets up the announcement about Jesus being born. 
And so we're going to be in Luke 1, 26 to 28. I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version. If you'd like to follow along on the screens or in the YouVersion Bible app, you're welcome to do that today. This is what it says in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through, I'm sorry, not 28, 29. Luke 1, 26 to 29. It says this, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And we're going to take a look at what we're reading this morning. Point number one is the angelic introduction. How many of you would like to have an angelic introduction? That's pretty exciting, right? You might fall flat on your face being in fear, okay? <laughs> because this is where she was. We've got this introduction from Gabriel, except it wasn't really much of an introduction if you look close at this. You know, Mary was probably getting ready to turn in for the night and getting ready to brush her teeth. When a stranger walks up to the door and says, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. I'm not sure about you, but if I had someone knock on my front doorstep and, stay that, and say that to me, I'd probably stare at them for one second and just say, be very confused and say, okay, and, um, how can I help you? <laughs> you know, I just don't know what, what I would say there. Some of you might respond by knocking them out. I'm not sure how you respond at 8, 9 o'clock in the evening when someone you don't know comes to your doorstep. But listen, I've never seen an angel, but she was obviously very scared because Scripture says that she was greatly troubled. The terminology is greatly troubled, and I'd have to say that I would be troubled as well. Gabriel doesn't even introduce himself as an angel. I don't know if he has to. He might have been glowing. I'm not sure. But either way, he says, Greetings, O favor one. The Lord is with you. She's in obvious fear as to what this could mean. Right? If you have no context, we're reading this. We, you know, if you've read this Christmas story, you get what happens. The, the announcement about Jesus is about to come. But for her, it was a night just like any other night until this angel came. And so she's not quite sure what's going to happen here. So we're now in verses 30 through 33 in Luke chapter 1. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will receive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him, will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel comes out of nowhere and tells her that she's favored by God. Then she tells her, then he tells her that she's pregnant. So she's got this typical normal night, and now she's told she's pregnant by this man she's never met before. Okay, this is just a little interesting. If I was having my evening bowl of oatmeal and someone came to my door and the angel's telling me that I'm pregnant, that's definitely a change of events from how she knew that her night was going to go. But let me tell you something about God. In God's kingdom, things don't always go the way we expected them to go, and we are human beings that don't see the whole picture. Therefore, many times in our lives, we're going to go through our lives as, as usual and going through our life with the plan that we should figure out for ourselves. And then God comes in and says, hey, you, yeah, you living that normal life that you thought you had planned out like you wanted to 
do it in your American way of life or whatever it is. Hey, I've got a plan for you, and it's different from what you expected. But as you follow in my footsteps, God says, you'll be glad you did because you'll reap the rewards of a person who is obedient and follows the will of God in their life. And you know what? You can't hear the voice of God unless you're close enough to hear the sound of his voice. Mary wasn't just going about her life aimlessly without direction. Mary was already favored by God before the angel came. So how do you find favor with God? You spend time with Him. Spend time reading the Bible. It's life-giving. The words on this page are liberty, freedom. Jesus can free you. You can pray. You can worship God and so on, and you'll find favor with Him. Mary had already found favor with Him so she must have honored God with all of her heart already. She adored God, as we're kind of talking about this morning. All too often in our lives, we're adoring our 401k. We're adoring our house. We're adoring our car. We're adoring our, a next, our next big purchase. Or we're adoring our job. Or some of us, we're, we're adoring our addiction. Or we're adoring our sin or our doubt or our relationships, and we're just simply not putting God first in our life. And this is putting us down a path that none of us want to reap the rewards for. Now, hey, listen, is it bad to have a house? Well, gosh, no. Is it bad to have a car? Well, no. But if we're focusing on those things as the source of our identity in life, then we're going off of a path that is just very detrimental to our eternity. And so we've got to be putting God first. We have to remove the distractions that are in our way to God. We need to be focused and aligned with God. So we've got to get these distractions out. And for you, you might spend time with God differently. I don't know what it looks like for you. Some of you are the early risers that wake up and you start your coffee. And 3.30, 4 in the morning, maybe not for some of you. That is, that is not normal, I don't think. But if that's you, great, great. I am not that kind of a riser, although 5.30, 6 o'clock is, is when uh, my alarm clock goes off. The alarm clock sounds like this. Daddy, <laughs> can I get up now? Yeah, that's, that's my alarm clock. I wouldn't have it any other way. Love my boys. But we've got to focus on God. We've got to get the distractions out. We've got to spend time with Him and be intentional, either at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, in the middle of the day, whatever. Maybe for some of you, it's all those times. That's good. That's great. We've got to spend time with God, and we've got to get close to the sound of His voice so that when He speaks, we can hear We've got to get close to the sound of his voice. Luke 1, 34 to 38 says this. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Talking about having a child. How will this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your uh, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Point number three is the miracle of Jesus' birth. Mary had found favor with God, and now she's going to give birth to the Son of the Most High God. What a distinct, once in an eternity type of moment for Mary to receive the news that she was given the honor to bring the Savior into the world. 
miraculously impregnated, not by human means and not in a way that human conception normally happens. But God miraculously implanted a precious baby boy into Mary's womb and she conceives. And when Mary heard about this happening to her, she knew that she needed to tell her cousin Elizabeth about it, who, by the way, was pregnant with a man named John the Baptist. That is who the angel Gabriel is talking about when he talks about Elizabeth. Elizabeth became pregnant. But understand this, there's very specific wording when it talks about Elizabeth. First of all, in her old age, she conceived. There's miracle one. I don't know what the age was. It's not a concern. But either way, in her old age, it says she, was, she conceived. But Scripture said, Elizabeth, who was called barren. Elizabeth, who was called barren. A barren woman named Elizabeth becomes pregnant with John the Baptist this was not with the amazing medical technology that we have today. This was back in Bible times, and Elizabeth became miraculously pregnant when she and her husband had probably been praying for a very long time for a child. So if you're in this room today or you're listening online today and you find yourself in a situation where you are barren and you cannot have any children, let me give you a little piece of information from the Word of God that we find. In the Word of God, there are seven barren women in the Bible that we know about. Seven barren women. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Michal, Manoah's wife, who is not named, Elizabeth, who we're talking about today, and Hannah. And of these seven barren women, six of these women became pregnant as recorded in Scripture. And there is not recording of Michal's becoming pregnant because the story does not give us the rest of her story. So this is the thing I just want to throw out today. I don't want to give false hope, but I would suggest to you that maybe we should look at turning to God if you are barren and you are looking for a child. Now, if you've only been seeking medical attention about this, turn to God. But listen, it's not wrong to seek the medical assistance that God has given us in today's day and age for help with this, because there's been many people who have, and God has used that as a great tool. But if you're not seeking God, I would start to seek God in this process too because that's, that's pretty important. I serve a God who has opened the womb of at least six of these seven women in the Bible and a God who also opened the womb of my own sister, Cassie, and that beautiful baby is being born any day now. I'm so excited about that. I'm going to be an uncle again to a beautiful little girl. It's going to be exciting. If you're looking and hoping to get pregnant, pray to, to, pray to the God of heaven. And pray with confidence because that is where your miracle is going to come from. Keep seeking the medical help alongside of first prioritizing praying to God for the miracle. And also, if you do find yourself in the midst of being barren, I would ask that if you're comfortable that you would just tell Hannah or myself or both of us because we want to pray with you and help you recognize that you're not doing this life alone. Okay? I know that a lot of times the idea of being barren is so so uh, detrimental and so obviously very difficult for a woman to talk about. And so I uh, just want to let you know that we want to pray for you. You have a church family uh, around you. And if you're not used to having a church family, get used to it because we support each other around here, okay? And, and we're here for you, all right? No one does life alone. So Mary visits Elizabeth. They have this neat encounter, Luke chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. It says this, And she entered the house of Zechariah, that was Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb, which was John the Baptist, I added that in there, with the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Man, there are many amazing things in this part. Elizabeth's baby, John the Baptist, who would be later known as John the Baptist, leaped for joy when he heard the sound of Mary's voice. There was excitement in the room. And the presence of God was probably thick in that place. And my thought is, oh, that we would flow in the presence of God here. That we would continue. I believe we're doing it already, but I want to know God even more. I want to know God on an even deeper level. Oh, that we would adore Jesus and, and, and get to know him even more so that we would be leaping for joy ourselves. That we wouldn't even be able to contain the excitement that's inside of us because we know that the presence of the very living God is in the room. Mary was so in love with God. Mary was so in tune with God that she wrote some words. She has a famous song that she wrote. And uh, I've asked my wife and uh, Katie and uh, Natasha to come. It looks like Katie's not here. You guys can come up. I'd like for you to, uh, to read this, this story, this song that was written by Mary herself. This is coming out of Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through, through 55. And um, this is her song. This is what she said. And I wanted it to come from mamas who have recently had babies. So go ahead, Luke 1, 46 to 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Can you thank our mamas this morning helping us out? <laughs> you know, I would have just love to have Heard Mary read, it says that it's a, a song of praise. You know, I'm sure she had a beautiful singing voice, you know. I don't know. I think that'd be amazing. Point number four, Mary adores God. This is her song of praise. She had such a song of praise in her heart because she adored God so much. She trusted in God. And she decided to worship God and tell him about it. And it's... It's a pretty cool thing because obviously she was recognizing the importance of having the Savior of the world in her womb. She had a promise from an angel, and she said, you will be, he said, you will become pregnant. And then she did become pregnant, and now she's going to have this son, the Savior of the world. It's amazing. My heart during this month of December and during this Christmas season is that we would be so close to the heart of Jesus, that we would even hear the whisper of God. <clears throat> you know, it really doesn't matter what's happening in life. We can always find a reason to praise the Lord. 
You know, when I can't get Josiah to sleep, our nine-month-old, see, Nehemiah is out like a rock, so he's, he's our three-year-old. He, he's good. <clears throat> it's, I can count on probably one hand the amount of times he's woken up in the middle of the night in the last year and a half or so. And uh, so there's that. Although he did just wake up a few nights ago again at about midnight, 1230. All of a sudden, I hear from the monitor, milk, milk. He just wanted a drink of milk at 1230. That's my boy, a midnight snack kind of kid. It's good. But, you know, as I can't get Josiah to sleep off and I'll sing songs over him. And I believe that there's power in the word of God. I believe there's power in the worship songs that we sing because the worship songs that we sing are the word of God. And that's a very helpful thing. Um, but, you know, there's always a reason to praise God. There's always a reason to, to worship Him. And, uh, you know, even in the times that things didn't go as you expect. I mentioned uh, during our Thanksgiving series that Josiah has been having kind of some stomach issues. Things hadn't been, been, been uh, going very well stomach-wise. And so we did some GI testing at the children's hospital, and, um, and everything turned out fine, which was really interesting to us. It didn't make any sense. And so then we're on this path of... What, what do we do next? And so we, we got to an allergy specialist and we explained what was going on, that he would eat something and an hour or two later is when it would come back up and then he would get lethargic and just falling asleep and it's, it's not good when we would give him solid foods. And so right now he's not on any solid foods because of that and so uh, just on milk. And so it's, it's been an interesting season. But this last week we found out what's going on with him at the allergy specialist and they diagnosed him with what's called um, F-PIES, it's an abbreviation that means food protein-induced, ready for this, enterocolitis syndrome. And what that means is it's a delayed allergy reaction to where if he eats a, any solid food uh, that's, that he's allergic to that we know of, it's, uh, it's a reaction where a few hours later, it's a delayed gut reaction where it will come back up after a few hours. And so uh, most things that we fed to him so far, he reacts that way. Uh, we're talking bananas and oats and sweet potatoes and, you know, just pretty much any normal kid thing we can't be giving him. And so, it, you know, it's an interesting thing. But at, at around three years old, he should grow out of it, which is good. But right now, we have a very specific list of things that we're supposed to, to give him. And, uh, and we're following those instructions carefully. But in a season like this, you just think, God, why? You know, Nehemiah didn't have any of that. He's, you know, eating everything in the house now, you know. But Josiah, he's got this, you know, this difficulty. Well, God, why, why, does, why does this happen? And, you know, it, it's oftentimes that we go through things like this and we ask the question, why? Um, but do you know that, that we've been able to be an encouragement to some other parents who have gone through this too? And, and, and that's awesome. You know, of course, I would never wish difficulty upon my child because it's no fun going through that. But we are grateful to God for taking care of him. We found out that when we went to the allergist that when he has these bad reactions where everything's coming up and, and he's falling asleep and lethargic, when that happened uh, the first few times, we just, because he was so sleepy, we just thought it took so much out of him, we just put him to bed. And, uh, and you know, hopefully that he would sleep it off. When we went to the, the doctor, they said, oh, no, you, you can't just leave them be. You need to bring them to the hospital because they have a drop in blood pressure and they have, a, they have a, also dehydration after, after all that comes up. I said, you got to be kidding me. And as I reflected on that, I said, God, we didn't know. We didn't know what was going on with our son. All we were were parents that were trying to do what's best for our kid. And so thinking we, we were doing what was right for our boy, we put him down to sleep and, and we prayed in the spirit over that boy. And we prayed over him 
and we sung over him, and we put him in his bed, and God took care of that boy. God took care of that boy and brought him back to normal so that he continued to, to uh, go back into the next day as, as normal. And of course, we still have to stay away from some things. We're believing that God's going to completely heal him of that. We, we serve a God who does that. He is so good. He really is. So in the meantime, we have an answer, and that's good. But I did want that, I wanted that to be kind of an update for those who are asking, and also um, how, knowing how to pray for our son uh, and, and for us as well. So, but what I want to do is, lastly, look at 1 Kings 19. This is a man who was so close to the heart of God that he heard even the whisper of God. Elijah feels as though he's listened to everything that the Lord has told him to do in this section of Scripture, yet he feels like he's, he's done with the Lord's work, and then everything kind of crumbles to pieces in his life. You ever have things kind of crumble to pieces when you feel like you've done what God's asked you to do? It's kind of where he is, and all people want to do is kill him. That's where he's at in his life right now. And so, maybe you've tried to follow God's plan for your life, and you've got things crumbling to pieces let me be the first one to say, yeah, I've been there. We've all been there. Join the company of people. But we've got to be honest with God and tell him when things are falling apart. Tell him how you feel, but then listen to what God says because he's the one who's going to give us our answer. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 12 says this. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And after this, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak. He went out to the entrance and he, hear, he hears God. He heard the sound of the whisper of God because he was close to God and my heart cry for all of us will be that we're so close to Jesus that we can hear even the slightest thing that he says that we would be so in tune with Jesus because we're so close to him what I believe God wants us to know is that when we have bad things that happen in life we need to turn to him of course, all these bad things that happen in these verses, the strong wind, the mountains tore apart things, and the earthquakes and the fire and all that, Scripture says the Lord wasn't in those things. Because guess what? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, not God. But after the fire, the sound of a low whisper, he hears that. He hears that whisper. He went out then. He went to inquire of God. He went to listen to him. God called him back from the same direction in which he came to do the work that God would have him do. And he heard these things. Because Elijah was close. Are you close to Jesus today? Don't answer out loud. Think on that. Just, are you close to Jesus? Are you so close that when he speaks, you can listen and you can hear the sound of his voice and you're so confident in his voice that you're immediately obedient? What does that look like for you? I wonder. Kendra and worship team, could you come forward again this morning? We're going to close in a time of worship. We had a shorter worship set on purpose, with a purpose today. Because we're going to spend the last few minutes of our time together adoring Jesus. Adoring Jesus. Today it's all about Jesus. It's all about God. It's all about adoring Him. It's all about getting closer to Him. 
It's all about praising His name for who He is to you. Maybe you've been struggling with worship. Maybe you've been struggling with getting into the presence of God, and you want to work on that. Today, we want to pray for you, because we want to encourage you in your walk with God. If we could have the deacons and spouses come forward this morning as we enter into a time of prayer. We're going to take this time of prayer. We're also going to take this time in worship, too. But if you've just needed a reset in your heart lately, and things have just seemed to have been falling apart, we hear you today. We hear you today. Come forward for prayer. I encourage you. That's one group we want to pray for, those who want to just adore Jesus and get closer, have a reset. The other group I want to pray for is those who want to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's one of the greatest things available to us as, as individuals that live on this earth. This gives us freedom from sin and the guarantee that we'll be in heaven for eternity one day. This comes through faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, I made that decision for myself. And there's not a day that goes by that I'm not thankful for the work that Christ did in my heart. He can do that in you too if you've not experienced that. And so I encourage you today, don't wait till it's too late. Commit your life to Jesus today. If you want to accept Christ into your heart this morning or if you want time with the Lord in prayer and in worship, come forward. Would you stand today as we all close together in a time of worship and prayer? As the team leads us in worship, I encourage you. I encourage you, come forward for prayer. If you don't want to pray with one of us up here, that's fine. We hear you. Come and kneel at the altar. Come and worship God. Come and spend time in worship today. God is on the move. Let's spend some time in worship. Jesus, we adore you this morning. We adore you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We bring honor to your name today because you are the king who reigns on his throne. You came to this earth as a baby. You left this earth. Well, you came to this earth as a king as well, and you also left this earth as a king, and now you are reigning, seated at the right hand of God the Father in heaven, and we thank you for that. We thank you that we don't serve a God who's dead. We thank you that we serve a God who's very much alive. Yes. We thank you for the hope that we can have in this season. And we pray, Lord, that as we leave, that we will take, take it seriously to adore you and spend time reading your word. Spend time in prayer, believing for the things that we've been hoping for for a long time. Instead of us trying to have hope for good things, help us to pray for good things because the power comes from you. Jesus, refresh us today. Use us for your glory in this world. Use us to be disciple makers in the world around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Amen. God bless you as you go today. Merry Christmas. I can say that for four more weeks. This is good. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening this week. If this program has been a blessing to you, we hope you will reach out and connect with us online at our website at buysvilleag.org or connect with us on our social media platforms. On Facebook, it's Buysville Assembly of God or on Instagram, it's at Buysville AG. Have a wonderful week.